It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Does a robot know you like a neighbor? Insurance Corporation will fulfill requests to cover anyone, anything, anytime, anywhere, with most standard algorithm in the order it was received. Please hold. Robots don't know you. We do. At Farm Bureau Financial Services, getting the insurance coverage you need always starts with a conversation. Find a Farm Bureau agent at fbfs.com protect. It's your future. Let's protect it. You're listening to the Bears Brothers podcast and postgame show, the place where Bears fans across the globe hang out online after every Bears game. Now get ready, because it's time to bear down. Welcome back, Bears fans, to another episode of the Bears Brothers Podcast. This is your host, Will DeWitt, and I'm here with another solo report from Bears Camp as I'll be providing you with my top takeaways from Monday morning's practice. Real quick, before practice, I was able to have a couple nice chats, one with David Kaplan and the other with J.J. Stankovitz. It's always nice getting to mingle and, you know, talk with some of the Bears media. Uh, Kaplan, just a heads up, he did say he's down to join the podcast sometime. And, of course, we've already had J.J. on before, but he says, you know, he's good to go on whenever. So, yeah, just stay tuned for some updates on some of these potential special guests. And now let's get to the real deal, and let's talk about what transpired in practice. And I need to begin by acknowledging that today's report is going to be a bit more brief than I typically give you. The reason? Well, today's practice was non-padded, and the Bears gave more time to the backups today, probably because they're going to be playing the vast majority of Thursday night's game down in Canton. So finding any real slash you know valuable takeaways is a little bit more difficult than a typical practice. And honestly, you probably could have survived without an update today, but I guaranteed you an update on every single day possible at training camp, and I'm going to adhere to that promise. So let's go ahead and dive right into today's brief Bears camp update. And I want to start with some good news at linebacker. Today was the first day that Danny Trevathan participated in practice at camp. Now, he wasn't a full participant, and he was only active for warm-ups and individual drills to start practice, but he did remain on the sidelines for team drills. But regardless, it's a good sign that he's out there, he's nearly healthy and ready to step back into the starting lineup. You know, seeing number 59 out there with his helmet on was a pleasant surprise this morning, and again, it's just the first step of him getting back out there on the field. And in terms of more injury news, there is still no Aaron Lynch, 
nor Iggy, as well as Kevin Tolliver. Also, Deion Bush set out today's practice as well. Uh, that, of course, gives DeAndre Hall some extra reps today on defense at safety. And Kelly Fitz, uh, he did practice some today. He wasn't entirely active, but he did have his helmet on and was able to give it a go at least some of the time today. And in our last report, we talked about how Taylor Gabriel, how he exited Saturday's practice. Well, he was back today, and he did practice throughout. So no... Uh, no, of course, issues there with Gabriel. He's back today, fully active. So that's, of course, a good sign for Bears and Bears fans. And in the early portions of today's practice, the defense had the offense's number during 7-on-7. Seven seven. Trubisky threw a couple of interceptions within a few throws from one another. And one, it went right into the hands of John Timu, and the other went to Kyle Fuller off a tip. And initially, when I witnessed this, I thought to myself, here we go, it's going to be another long day for the offense. But thankfully, you know, I was proved wrong as the offense was much better after that drill and turned things around for the rest of practice. Now, they weren't quote-unquote lights out, but they did improve and they didn't look nearly as uh, rusty or uh, off-target as they were on Saturday. With no pads, there weren't a ton of 11-on-11, and when there was, honestly, I don't have much to take away. They worked on some running plays, but again, no pads. Hard to tell much besides what the offensive line uh, was working on in terms of picking up proper blocking assignments, and I guess I can share that every run that they had, the coaches made sure that the backs quote-unquote finished, meaning that they had to run to the end zone every single time they took a handoff. In terms of what I saw out of Trubisky and his guys today, it was a decent day overall. After that slow start, they started clicking, and they also worked on red zone routes. The player who made the biggest flash today was Adam Shaheen. He had a couple big-time catches in the end zone during this drill. One, he displayed great body control and, and hands as he went up and over Bryce Callahan, uh, and he had an awkward fall, but he was still able to come down with it. And, of course, uh, he was healthy afterwards, which is a good sign. And the other catch, uh, he beat two defenders and a jump ball in the back corner of the end zone. Great ball placement by Trubisky, putting it only where Adam Shaheen can get it. And Shaheen went up, grabbed the ball at his highest point. He got both feet inbounds. And these two plays got the biggest reaction from the crowd in attendance today. And standing in the back of the end zone, I had the perfect view. Adam Shaheen really proved that he can be a red zone threat today, especially if he's used like that. So when we get to the regular season, hopefully the Bears remember today and know that they can throw it up to their big target at tight end and Adam Shaheen. The other big-time player today? Tariq Cohen. He was found, honestly, for quite a few touchdowns underneath. He was able to break away from a backer on a route, snag the ball, and run his way in untouched. He was all for it today, too. He even did a backflip after a score. I mean, that's Tariq Cohen. He's always going to have a little extra after he scores. But um, Allen Robinson, as well, was able to make a nice play in the back of the end zone, ran a good route to gain separation, and Trubisky delivered a laser, and Robinson went up and snagged it. It was That ball had some serious zip from True, and Robinson displaying the strong hands to go up and haul that one in uh, rather easily, honestly. And for your daily Anthony Miller update, uh, his play of the day is when he caught a fade route for a touchdown uh, during drills. It was a ball that came from Chase Daniel, but nevertheless, it was still a nice catch from Anthony Miller.
Now, it wasn't all offense today. When the Bears were working on the red zone, I just talked about the good things. Uh, there was a series, though, uh, for the defense. They did a, a great job in coverage because for the entire series, Trubisky had nowhere to throw on consecutive passes. Uh, the defense, tight coverage. True had to go ahead and just throw that ball away multiple times in a row, and the, on, and the offense was unable to score on four downs. Also, the two backup secondary players today uh, that I want to kind of give uh, – a shout-out to is going to be DeAndre Hall and Michael Joseph. Hall had a couple of nice plays and coverage today, and one in particular that stands out is when he read Daniel's eyes perfectly. He had anticipated the throw, and with his long arms and vertical, was able to go up and bat the ball down, and he almost came away with the interception. And Michael Joseph, he's been someone where he's been out there, but he's been quiet with the twos. And today, uh, I think he had his hit biggest splash play when he was covering Benny Fowler. He was aggressive, uh, went up there as soon as the ball uh, hit Fowler's hands, was able to go in there and punch it out. Honestly, it was one of the better plays that I've seen from Joseph throughout camp. Today, the Bears used newly signed center Jack Allen with the twos, uh, which goes to show that Hironis Grosu may be out for a long time. But additionally, uh, James Daniels, the rookie, the second rounder out of Iowa, he was a no-go in today's practice. So initially, when I saw Allen out there playing center with the twos, I was like, all right, there we go. We can see uh, James Daniels slide over to guard, and we'll be right back on track. But there's no James Daniels out there today. He's dealing with a shoulder ailment. Hopefully it's minor, but uh, Nagy said that they're kind of keeping an eye on it after practice. And Allen, uh, the new guy, he's only been here for a handful of days. He did visibly struggle, especially out of the gun. There's a few times when he would just roll balls back to the quarterback. And, of course, those are wasted reps out there for the twos and threes. Uh, again, they're going to be having plenty of time to get some reps on Thursday's game. But you still don't want to see a center out there uh, rolling the ball back to the quarterback, just wasting everybody's time. Now, remember a few reports ago that I said I just want to see something out of Bilal Nichols, the rookie out of Delaware? Well, guess what? I got a glimpse of that today. Finally. Near the end of practice, he had a nice play where he batted the ball down at the line of scrimmage. Again, it's something that may go unnoticed to most. But for me, it's a brief flash that I really hope Nichols can build off of. And real briefly, for special teams, the Bears worked on field goal units. Parkey is what I'm going to call fairly accurate today. He did miss a couple. One hit the left upright, but for the most part, it was right down the center. Uh, and even at one point, he even hit the all-22 camera, which kind of got a chuckle out of the fans, which, you know, was nice to see. Honestly, guys, that's all I'm going to have for you today. No pads, not a lot of takeaway. I wish I can give you more offensive line, defensive line. Uh, even linebacker takeaways, but it was a lot of seven-on-seven individual drills, and players were kind of just, you know, I'm not going to say they're taking it easy, but you can tell the urgency, the aggressiveness that we saw on Saturday and Friday uh, wasn't quite there today. It seemed like more of like a walkthrough getting ready for a game, which, of course, makes sense with one coming up on Thursday. And I know today was fairly quick, uh, so I hopefully you still understand, again, just a very quiet day overall. And I just want to let you know that today is the final camp report until next Sunday because we're going to be in Canton for the game on Thursday and Brian Urlacher's enshrinement into the Hall of Fame on Saturday. But we're going to rendezvous overnight from Canton all the way back to Bourbonnais for another Bears camp report on Sunday morning. So in the meantime, just expect plenty of updates from Canton. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at the Bears Bros if you want an inside look of Everything we're going to be up to in Kansas from Thursday all the way through Saturday night. 
I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Bears Brothers Podcast. Thank you to all the fans who have been reaching out to express their gratitude for these camp reports. Honestly, I love making every single Bears fan, no matter where you're located, feel closer to your favorite team. That's what I've been wanting to do since I started this podcast nearly three years ago, and I am glad to see that that's coming to fruition. I'll talk to you soon, but until then, bear down, Chicago. personalized can a financial plan be when it's created by one of those robo-advisors? Plugging in standard algorithm to calculate insurance need and future wealth of random human client. Robots don't know you. We do. At Farm Bureau Financial Services, getting to know you always comes first. Together, we'll create a financial plan based on your specific goals. Find a local Farm Bureau advisor at fbfs.com protect. It's your future. Let's protect it.